Streaming of content has been around a while now, with Netflix originally creating what seemed to be an insurmountable lead on any competitors. However, with the seismic shifts in viewing habits, the when, where, and how we want it, hastened by the pandemic, the impending streaming wars may generate the greatest disruptive shift the entertainment industry has ever known. Definitely greater than the shift from silent to talkies, black and white to color, film to digital, fill in the blank. And it's only just begun. So today we've decided to invite a longtime friend, Greg Kinseth, in order to launch discussions regarding all things streaming, which I think will do a lot this year. After producing and editing content for networks such as Fox and MTV, Greg launched Movies by Kids in 1993. Movies by Kids is an after-school enrichment program dedicated to teaching kids and young adults the process of movie making and stop motion animation from concept to finish. Movies by Kids has produced thousands of animated and live shorts, some award-winning. Greg's soon-to-be-launched Dragon's Breath Tavern, as you can see behind me here, will be a must for all fans of movies, TV shows, comics, animation, D&D, and much, much more. Greg's hard-to-match passionate fanboy insider's perspective always makes me think and is incredibly fun for me when there's pushback. I hope you'll enjoy. Hey guys, today we're bringing in one of our longtime uh, friends and someone we love to get into heated debates about all things entertainment. Um, and it makes me feel good because he's always on the on the losing side. So it, it makes me look better. <laughs> uh, about that. <laughs> about that. <laughs> right. So we, but outside of the debating, I love just discussing any and everything that's going on in the entertainment biz with Greg. Greg, uh, as you know from the introduction, I gave you a thorough introduction as to who Greg is. So we're going to dive in today. We're going to touch on the topic of subscription services. And what's happening in the Great entertainment job. industry with OTT, um, everything that has happened in a big way that's industry changing, such as what HBO was able to do. And we're going to dive right into it, HBO Max recently. So Greg has a lot to say on what's happening in the subscription world. So do I. So we're going to go ahead and let Greg just jump in. The first thing I'd love to do is, what are your thoughts on what HBO Max did regarding... Um, putting everything, all their larger, all their movies, period, straight to their subscription service from day one. Well, I think that, uh, I think largely it's a great move. And, and this competition that everyone's doing, uh, that everyone has right now, the competition with Netflix and HBO Max and Amazon Prime and all those streaming services and Peacock coming out, it's only good for the consumer because we're now, we're reaping the benefits of all these people fighting over space and fighting over things. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as HBO Max putting everything on day of date, I think it's a great move. And I'm wondering if the other, you know, I think we won't know the effects for about a year. But I think mm-hmm. as the year plays out, if it gets to be if it gets to be more popular and people keep talking about these movies and people are signing up for HBO Max and they're streaming those cool movies that are coming out. There's some big ones coming out. You know, the uh, the, the big turd that came out, the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, they're. Their flagship one that they launched, right. in my opinion, didn't turn out that great. But uh, right. but as they've got some big movies coming out, um, and as they come out, 
I think the other uh, networks and the other studios are going to have to follow suit if it works. If it doesn't work, I think the, the other studios right now are fighting them. I really think they're fighting them. You heard about the uh, the AMC theaters being so mad that HBO Max did this, which I think is hilarious because HBO Max was very upset with a with AMC for creating their subscription service. If you remember that whole when that all went down, they were mad at they were mad at AMC, and now AMC is mad at HBO Max. So again, the consumer wins because now we get movies. If you have HBO Max, we get movies at home. So I think that the studios are going to eventually follow suit if it works and we won't see, we won't see it play out for about a year, but if it, if it does work, I think there's a, there's a big move. I think it's a good crack in the egg for, for moving forward for the streaming. I think if the streaming piece works, the consumer is going to benefit the audience. We're going to win. For sure. I don't see how after COVID in any way, shape or form, even when everyone is vaccinated, I just don't see two things have happened or a few things that have happened that are going to cause the potential of going back to theaters almost impossible to go back to what would be okay for them to continue to make two and three hundred million dollar movies when you add marketing and advertising, print and P&A costs into on top of production costs to make their money back. And so. I think the idea, well, the fact that televisions are now extremely inexpensive, 40 to 65 inch televisions, um, you can buy last year's models for not much. And no matter your, where you live on the status economically, you actually have the capacity to buy multiple televisions, high def televisions for your home now. So with that being said, you have Netflix putting out new content each week. You have Disney Plus killing it, in particular with the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, as well as Star Wars. And I think it's very difficult now that HBO has entered the game in a very big but unique way of their own. It's going to be almost impossible for, I think, to get people to then say, let's go to the movies. Let me go spend 50, 60 bucks for one night for one movie to take my family or to hire a babysitter so my wife and I could go out for uh, dinner and enjoy an experience when we can do this at home, make a great meal, the kids are here, we can stop um, and watch the rest of it tomorrow if we get tired or whatever the case may be. I don't see it coming back. So moving forward, I think, I don't think, I disagree with you in that, I don't think it's gonna take 12 months. I actually think in the next six, seven months, probably by midsummer, we'll have an idea Live TV, sports and news, subscription service, which includes on demand. That's how people are going to get their content. The Olympics are coming up. People will watch that. Super Bowl is going to be big, I think, uh, this weekend. We're, we're filming this. And um, outside of that, why in the world would you want to go pay 50 to 100 bucks for one night on a movie that might grab your attention? So, well, I know there's a whole there's a whole uh nostalgia aspect to it as well because our generation and any generation that grew up with movies we Mm -hmm. don't want to see them go (laughs) because the nostalgia of going to see the movie having your bucket of popcorn with your drink and your you know and talking with your friends before the movie you see watching the previews and after the Mm -hmm. movie it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing you know and i love the movies i'm one of the guys who really 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 loves going to the movies but on that same thing if you didn't grow up with that Mm-hmm. So when our generation goes away, 
the new generation coming in, they don't have that same nostalgia feel. So theaters are going to have to do something to bring them in. They're going to have to. And I don't know what yeah. they can do. And, and you're right. It's, it can't be charging these ridiculous rates for you to go and have this experience that you can have as of now, we can have mm-hmm. as good, if not better, of experience at home. At so home. they have to find mm-hmm. some way to bring us in. They have to find some way to, to put butts in the seats because otherwise they got nothing. They really have nothing. I'm the same as you for, for yeah. nostalgia reasons, for nostalgic reasons. I definitely want them to succeed. But I just don't see any way moving forward. We've had discussions, you and I, debates, discussions, same side, different sides, on on the idea that, and this was 10 years ago, we started saying, how in the world are these things going to, the movie theater is going to survive? How are they going to survive? Right. And now here we are. And of course, COVID is now kind of yeah, that pushed that threshold. Yeah. That accelerated it to the point where now we're here. We're, we're actually past it now. And so when you look at the attitudes of anyone 30, and below, and how they how they actually in, um, ingest any of their content, and you look at the behaviors of as they're starting their lives, they're creating their families, and how they want to ingest content. They're not even interested in going to the movie theater. They want yeah. to see the movies, it's but they're cool the with watching. Correct. They want to see it at home. They're like, well, yeah. when does this? Oh, I have to wait a month or two to see it on uh, on demand. Okay. Because they're busy gonna, doing other things. I think things. it's going to be like now. Anyone watching this? We're we're here in Los Angeles, Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be like when we were young and we were going to the laser show at the observatory. Mm-hmm. It was this cool, this cool thing that you went maybe once or twice a year. You didn't, mm-hmm. but you didn't. You know, you didn't go every weekend or every other weekend or whatever. Correct. You went a couple times a year, and I think that, you know, I think there still will be a handful of theaters that do that around the country, but sure. largely, I don't think the bulk of the way a movie is going to be the money a movie is going to be made i don't think will be at the theaters anymore right now they judge a movie by how many theaters it goes into and how much box office sales and all that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. i think they're going to have to rewrite all of that and they're doing it right now they're trying to rewrite well i haven't Mm -hmm. heard a definitive answer about how much a movie makes when it streams online i haven't found Mm -hmm. that answer yet um and I know that people keep trying. They say, well, well, 200 million eyeballs went on that movie. Well, hmm. what does that translate does that into translate dollars? To, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, maybe you could take, you know, the average person's Netflix viewing experience, how many Netflix shows they watch throughout the week. And let's say they watch just for argument. Let's say they watch 10 things throughout the week. And one of them happens to be a move, the movie. You could say, okay, that's worth, they're paying, you know, X amount of dollars per week for Netflix. Mm-hmm. And this movie is one tenth of that. So, mm-hmm. and then every time that by two hundred, I don't know. <laughs> I know? don't know. It, it'll I be interesting they, to see, right? But they've got to and, figure out some sort of algorithm to figure out how much a movie makes, because otherwise, uh, you know. And I, I really hope they don't go into like advertising during the movie and all that kind of stuff. I really hope uh, they stay away uh, from that, because that yeah. would just be a complete nightmare. On that note, that's a good segue into the next segment because I do believe you and I are proponents of the opportunity to binge watch content when it's of interest to us. And with that being said, the only one, the one that that has always led the charge in that respect and still leads the charge in that respect is Netflix. I think that was one of the unique ways in which Netflix secured its spot at the top. Disney's Disney. So it's, it's very difficult to to put onto the rest of the industry anything that Disney does because Disney is so unique in the history. I mean, Star Wars alone could have its own 
subscription service and be very strong. Uh, now with the MCU, they could have their own. But the fact that they're both under Disney's banner. Don't forget <laughs> you, Indiana Jones. Indiana and Jones Pixar. coming up. Yep. All, all the Pixar stuff. The Pixar stuff, as well as Disney stuff. Disney's everything yeah. from day one. That's impossible to beat. So Disney can kind of dictate how they want things to go, but they're kind of an outlier to me. Netflix was first. They're doing it at such a way that they're binging and putting out new content every Tuesday. That works. As for everyone else, I don't know yet. Even with Warner Brothers releasing all of their content this year, day and date, on their subscription service, I ha I don't know yet if releasing content each week for them when they come out with series, uh, multiple episode type content. I don't know if that's going to be as successful. And anyone below them, now Peacock and whatever Sony's going to do, um, CBS All Access, all the other conglomerates. I don't know that if they don't adopt more of Netflix's deal rather than Disney's way of doing business and um, putting out their content, I don't know that they're going to necessarily be successful. I personally think the binging opportunities are far uh, superior to the weekly traditional way of doing things. What do you think? Well, I think it's a great it's a great question because I think, and I'm probably going to be on the outside of this of this question of this uh, mm -hmm. of this argument or not argument but debate. But I think mm -hmm. the studios are actively working against Netflix at the moment because Netflix mm -hmm. has has changed the way people do things. And I personally believe mm -hmm. that if you polled, if you did a, a national poll from a big polling service and you polled all the people, you know, millennials and younger kids plus our generation, if you asked them, which do you prefer? Do you prefer to have all the episodes at once or do you prefer to wait week by week? I... Mm -hmm guarantee people are going to the the we the all at once is going to win by a mile but mm -hmm. they don't think that way they believe they believe they know what we like and i don't like that right. attitude they believe they know better than we do they mm -hmm. believe that they know what we want to see more than we do and so mm -hmm. they keep putting these things out uh, almost almost in antithesis of, of netflix to just to just to make them mad they put it out once a week and they rely on the anticipation. Now, you know, the way a movie, the way a traditional TV show, and you mentioned the, the way traditional TV worked back in the day, and it's, it's worked that way forever, you know, the 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, they got their money through advertising dollars, right? Through the, through the generation of ads on the TV, right? And so it was, it was in their best interest to have a, a show week by week because it dragged people along and allowed them to watch more different shows throughout the week, as well as they wanted to wait till the next week the anticipation of the next episode. So they might have a cliffhanger and that way the following week, they would maybe get a few more eyeballs because they would talk about it. Right. And this and that. And so they would, would be able to charge more for their advertising. Mm -hmm. And that was the bit, that was the point of week by week is they were able, as the show gained momentum, they could charge more for advertising. Well, that model is gone with a subscription service. They don't right. advertise anymore. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think what is the reason behind making the consumer wait week by week. And I understand they think they believe that we love, they believe that, and I'll say that again, they believe that we love mm -hmm. the anticipation. 
They believe that we thrive on waiting a week to see the next episode. <laughs> they believe antiquated we're, we're thought. Antsing at the, we're antsing at the bit. To, mm -hmm. They believe all those things in their heart. And it might be true to a certain extent, but if you asked people, they would say flat out, I'd rather have all the episodes at one time. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure what they're thinking here because they're not making more money by the anticipation of making us wait a week. I don't know. I I don't know what the reason is. You know, <coughs> someone said, "Oh, they drag it out because they want you to keep the subscription service longer." So they drag it out. I've heard that argument as well. They drag it out. Well, in my opinion, give us all the shows and just have more shows down the pipeline. And right. they can say, "Well, if you like this show, let's show you previews of the upcoming shows." You know, here check out what mm -hmm. we got coming out this month, this month, and this month. You don't need to drag it out, in my opinion. You don't need to drag a show out. Especially when it's only eight episodes, you know, uh, the eight episode arc, which is another thing I want to talk to you about, the eight episodes. But, uh, yeah, I think Netflix is going to ultimately win. I, I think consumers are going to get mad. If you talk to millennials specifically, mm -hmm. they're not patient people. <laughs> I don't know. You've got kids. I've got kids. Our kids are not patient. They're not the kind of, they're not I'm the not kind of kids. <laughs> I'm not patient either. Yeah. But yeah. the next generation is not the kind of kids. Yeah. yeah, they're worse. The MTV ruined it for, for everyone. And then it <laughs> right. just got worse and worse and worse. They don't have the patience to sit there and wait. Correct. They'll be I know lots of kids and lots of younger people that are like, I'm out. I got right. one episode, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not gonna wait. And on on that same note, I know a lot of people who, especially with Game of Thrones, they just said, I'm just gonna wait until the end. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. wait it out. I'm not gonna watch it week by week. I'm gonna wait until it's all done. And then I've, I've done that. I've I do that, that a lot. I do that all the time. Yeah. Listen, you only have so much time when you have an opportunity to sit and actually pay attention to something. So I often wait to my wife and I, if there's something that's of interest that we want to watch together, we won't, we'll wait until the season's wrapped and that we can, we can watch it all in chunks, not all in one right. night, not all over a weekend, but there, cause you only have so much time. Uh, so the time that we do have, we're not going to watch an hour and then wait a week for the next right. one to come out. It's right. just not of interest to us anymore. And now so, it's interesting because Apple, Apple Plus, when that streaming service came out, mm -hmm. they did it a little bit differently. They launched right out the gate. They launched three, three episodes. Mm -hmm. And then you waited for, there was eight episodes total or eight or 10. And then you waited for the other ones, but they at least threw three of them out. They were trying to find a happy medium there. Mm -hmm. But now that all of season two starting to come out for Apple Plus, they're not doing that for season two. They only did that for oh. season one. So what are they doing? A singular. So now they're doing. Episode? Now they're doing week by week. So they're now they're trying to, you know, go against the grain and and it's almost like they're all in in one big meeting. There's a secret society As somewhere. As if there's collusion. All, and Netflix is not part of that secret society. They're <laughs> right. all in collusion, saying they're the, they're the new guy, right? Yeah, they're yeah. The, yeah. Screw Netflix. We like the way it was done. Always the way it was done. So we're gonna keep it that way. And listen, we're both. Both you and I, we agree <clears throat> when we try to create content, you want to be in charge of your own content. So I understand the business aspect of it from their perspective of, well, this is our content. We want to release it this way. And this is why they have their reasons. I get it. However, you and I are coming from just being fanboys of content and how we want to receive our content. So I don't know if there's going to be a happy medium here. I don't know if there's going to be a happy medium here. Um, I think the consumer is going to win because, again, consumer always win. well, more more so now than ever, not just because of the young folks you discussed, but also there are actually truly more 
content choices than ever before. YouTube alone offers things that don't have anything to do with the traditional production of content, you know, with big crews. You have, you have these, these, there's a kid named Corey Kenshin on, um, on YouTube. He's a young guy. This guy lives someplace like North side of Indiana. My daughter's a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the kid's content now. He's sitting at a mic where people will send videos to him. One of the things that this kid does is uh, people will send him videos trying to make him laugh. That's one of the segments. He'll release a try to make me laugh type of segment. And they go on for 15 to 20 minutes. They're absolutely hilarious. The kids, and does he sit the there kids, and stare at it and not laugh? Well, yeah, yeah. So he has three hearts on the thing. And if he laughs, if you make him laugh three times in the 30, 20, 30 minutes, he loses and he doesn't block you. And he gets between one and five million views for each one of these episodes every time he releases one. And this guy has hundreds of videos now over the years. See, five million views, that's more than eyeballs are on the... Uh, exactly, uh, on the yeah, average television on, show. Yeah, television show. So. And so he's one of hundreds of creators on YouTube that actually capture that much attention. So that's... You can't say you can't just go. Ah, that's whatever. That's young. Those are young folks. No, those are the habits for the next generation of people who view screens. Period. So the choices now. So that's why I'm, I'm sitting here going. There has to be someone in the room saying, "Hey, maybe we should just take half of our content and do the traditional week week by week. But maybe we should accelerate it with the other half and do test because the habits of the people that are thirty and under." Are, their expectations are simple. I want it when I want it, and I want all of it so I can watch it on my time. Right. And if that's not happening, how are you going to succeed moving forward? Unless you have some people that maybe have five, ten years left in the industry. What was, the, that, what are, was that show with uh, David Duchovny that was uh, on? Uh, I forgot the name of it. Right, right. It, but was, that was, one of, it was one of the few... They were trying it out. Remember, they released all the episodes at one time. It was the first network show to ever do that. Correct. And that was the uh, only time they ever did it. They is it Aquarius it weird. or? Yeah, it could have been Aquarius. I think you're right. But that yeah, was the only time the I've ever seen an actual network drop. I haven't all seen the it episodes. since. Yeah, I and you know, any, any I actually think drop all the episodes like that. Putting all this together, when you take a movie, I just saw Tenant last weekend. You and I discussed it a few days ago. When I think about multiple episodes on a subscription service. I thought it was a very interesting and entertaining movie, very thought provoking. However, I feel that it's the perfect type of high end content that would benefit from multiple episodes on someone's subscription service. You give it eight hours instead of the two and a half. That was the actual length of the movie. Um, you can still leave the thought provoking piece at a high, high level. You don't have to explain away everything, but it's such a, a, a uh, condensed pack of information put into that movie, I think it would have been served yeah. really well at a high level of quality, by the way, doing six or eight episodes. And you give it to someone like Chris Nolan, you know that he's cutting stuff out that he really wanted in there. Yeah, exactly. But for time's sake, he has to cut out. So that's where subscription, ser subscription services and timing, I think, can benefit not just the creator, someone is... Uh, skilled as Chris Nolan, but also the consumer, the audience. We'd, we'd get I mean, to see more a, of it. That's a whole 
another topic of conversation right. is, is, you know, it used to be looked at where actors who couldn't make it in movies went to television. Yeah, right. that was the way. No longer. That was, that no was longer. the whole thing. No longer. Now television is right. king. Television mm -hmm. is overtaking movies by a mile because you can really drag out and tell a story to its thorough uh, outcome, which Correct. I think is great. I, 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 you know, I love television for that. I love how I love how you can delve into a story and really just go wild. You know, I like it better than a two-hour movie a lot, a lot of the times. Well, to summarize, you and I can talk about this for hours and hours on the exact same topic, but. Both of us are in agreement that we love the fact of where subscription services are going. We think some of them are going to need to make a change in order to even compete or create their own level below Disney Plus and Netflix and even HBO Max. Uh, so it'll be interesting over the next 12 to 24 months to see how this works out. In the meantime, um, you and I completely agree that binging is the way to go. We, in our busy lives... Our mobile, mobile, busy lives agree that that's the right direction the industry should take. Um, it does kind of trickle over to if we're going to go subscription, that means we're going to have to spend less. We can't spend $200 million on a blockbuster movie. I'm like, okay, we'll break it up into five episodes. Um, yeah, really. You can still get a high, high level of quality into five episodes of whatever this movie was going to be. Um, so, you know, th those are certain things to talk about. You and I... I've always loved your enthusiasm, all this stuff. So we're going to have you back quite often. You're probably going to be the guy. There's so many things to talk about. <laughs> and so, so you know, in the meantime, you guys have to check out Dragon's Breath Tavern as, and that's his logo here. That's, that's my guy, Greg Kinseth, who's one of the guys I go to, one of the people I go to for any and all things entertainment, um, wealth of knowledge, 30 years in the business and various uh, facets of the biz. In addition to his, his up and coming um, site that I love, the Crafting Brothers on YouTube, <laughs> and I'll put little tags down here for everyone to check it's out. It's not up and coming; it's already, it's already, it's up. already, it's already up. But up Dragon's Breath Tavern love is that's, that's his new venture. Yeah. That's the one that's coming up here pretty soon that I want you guys all to be aware of. But we'll bring Greg back on any and all topics that are happening in the entertainment industry over the coming months because I think as COVID is diminished. I think that there are going to be some incredibly interesting habits and outcomes that are going to take place in every facet of the entertainment industry. And we want to have discussions about it and hopefully we'll bring them to you guys. So thanks, uh, Greg, for joining us today. And uh, we'll definitely, me. I love it. absolutely, man. Anytime. We'll see you soon. And um, hope you guys enjoy this. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks take so care. much. Bye.